1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. You get all of our Heat content, but also the other content on the other teams in town. Messi is being introduced for Miami on the 16th, so make sure you catch all of our Soccer coverage. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's our subscriber feed, $3.05 a month, free for the first week, $30 for the full year. You get text directly to your phone from us. So skip Twitter, sign up at backslash off the floor. Also, the great sponsors of the Five reason Sports Network, sponsor of this episode, our friends over at Stones and More. You can find them at mosaics.com. That's M-O-Z-I-A-C-S.com, a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years dedicated customer service wholesale distributors with the best quality of porcelain and ceramic tiles along with a high a wide variety of high-end mosaics with unique modern designs. so check them out at mosaics.com the phone number 305-828-0940 that's mosaics.com stones and more 305-828-0940 and now today's episode
0: down to Biscay.
2: Yikes.
3: Biscay. Uh. five on the floor Ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain, bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got it all van. Y'all seen the block, the one hand. Impact with trust, it's power, have the guts. we here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: So guys, I feel bad about what I did. This is Ethan Skolnick. Today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We got Brady Hawk at Brady Hawk 305 and Greg Sylvander at Greg Sylvander. I tweeted out, big news today. I got a mic. New five on the floor coming. I think people think I got a mic because there's big news. No, the big news is... <laughs> I got a mic. That's it. There's no. I'm going to be so <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> oh, that's so, I'm, I'm watching this thing explode right now. Hold on a second. Wait, is this not bigger news than Dave? Come on. You can actually hear what I say now. This is going to be a problem. I can't hide anymore. I was hiding behind a paywall, and now I'm hiding behind. I was hiding behind a bad mic. Now all of a sudden you'll be able to hear me loud and clear, and we're out in public.
2: Wow. All right. Let, we, let, we are we are a top eight five. 15, today. 15, 15, today. 15 show 15. in the country. So, you know, we got to be got to step our game up.
1: I'll get a camera soon. All right, let's get to uh, the news of the day. And I know everybody's waiting on Dame. Uh, so we're going to wait. You wait a little bit longer on that. Let's get to summer league and what happened today with the Miami heat. Uh, they played the Boston Celtics. I don't think anybody in Boston's beat anybody in Miami uh, for what is it like six months uh, between the, the Panthers and, uh, the Heat, uh, the Marlins sweeping a series up in Fenway, and now and even the Boston Summer League team can't beat the Miami Heat Summer League team. Uh, today's big news: we'll, we'll get to Orlando uh, Robinson in a second, but actually, I think the bigger news: Nikola Jovic uh, hurt his foot uh, at the moment. Does not appear serious, but he came out of the game. So I know Heat fans are going to panic about: Well, will he be included in a trade or not because of the injury? You just got Scoot. On the other side for Portland, everybody's dealing with injuries in Summer League, which I do think is going to make some teams shut some guys down a little bit early, probably by by the time I even get out there. Uh, But let's just touch on Jovic, Brady, real quick here, before we get to the start of the game, what you saw, because it may be the last time we see Jovic uh, this week. It's possible.
0: Yeah, so that was definitely the big news. when He he actually looked like he got hurt early in the game, and then he seemed fine, and then that play just seemed to mess up his foot a little bit. He went to the bench, got up. Uh, and then ran to the locker room. But, uh, I mean, we've seen, uh, I think, enough to know what we have, I guess, with this player at this point. I think you know what you have at this point, the fact of uh, he had 14 points in this game, but eight of them were free throws. (laughs) Like, the fact that he's playing so much stronger than he once did last summer league. I remember this last year when he was – I mean, he didn't have a great showing, but it was a lot of jumpers. It was a lot of just taking kind of what was open, and now he is just pushing – whatever he wants, pushing the buttons that he feels like pushing. And uh, speaking of pushing, that's what he does after every rebound. Like in terms of just like pushing pace in a way that he gets that ball, he's going coast to coast and he just looks really good doing it. He just looks really comfortable going downhill. Uh, And then we know what the passing is. You know, you mentioned Orlando, we had 36. It was a lot of great passes from Jovic in that range of just kind of getting paint touches, kicking out. So like he looks pretty good. I think in terms of, uh, some of the things you wanted to see from him, you, you know, defensively, I've seen him on a couple of these switches. So I was going to point out later, uh, he seemed like he was holding up actually on a lot of these switches on some of these guards, which is interesting because he put on weight. And then I think everybody was like, wait, is he going to be slower now? And it's, I remember he talked about this after he put on the weight where he was like, no, I'd still have been working on my speed and lateral quickness, uh, to kind of keep up with it. And it seems like it has, like, he seems like he's actually quicker than he was previously. So. If this is the last we've seen of Jovich in this summer league, I mean, I thought it was pretty promising. It's just in terms of the the fast break stuff alone, probably just the transition stuff uh, seemed pretty dynamic.
3: Ethan, you're muted
1: if you're talking. How can I use my mic if I mute? Uh, Before we move on to Orlando Robinson here, who's the star of the day. Has watching Jovich over the past with two and a half games, is this going to hurt more now if he's included?
2: I mean, hurt relatively speaking. (laughs) When you get get Dame, nothing hurts that bad. But yes, he is proving to be a player that I think all observers and Alex included, and he's – you know, feel free to take the reins here. I think everybody all of a sudden now sees what Miami saw and a guy who's going to blossom physically and would be a great fit in Miami long-term. I thought there were a couple other guys that played today that we should definitely also mention, and I won't do it now, but it's going to hurt. And I think that Jovic is a guy who now has cemented himself as a good enough young player that if Portland gets him back in a deal, they're going to feel like they can – at least like position him as a young player for the future at a position of need for them. Am I wrong? Does anyone disagree with me on the panel here?
1: I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand why he's not considered a premium prospect, right? Like, I mean, just cause the pick's been made. Like, I don't understand. Like yeah. th- th- I, 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 I get, you know, it's, it's the whole, you know, drive the car off the lot and he it depreciates. But there are a lot of first round picks who look like busts after a year. They don't they don't see improvement. So this is a guy who the line is going up and he also spent a year in the heats developmental program, not just from a skills standpoint, but from a physical standpoint. Right. Like you would think that this player would have more value if you were to redraft the previous draft. Nikola Jovic might be a top 10 pick if you look at, you know, who was kind of out there and we can maybe do that someday. So again, I come back to this, no assets. I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know how Nikola Jovic wouldn't be an asset. Um, but let's take care of the other guys before we get to Orlando Robinson, because I want to do a full block in him. Alex, uh, anybody else jump out to you today?
3: Well, other than Orlando, I think the, the guys who kind of did their thing for the heat and outside of Jovich, which I'm, I'm not going to go and repeat everything that you guys just talked about because it's been there in these three games with the, the way that he plays in transition, going to the rim, all that stuff. It's it's there, and it's a big improvement from what he showed last year. So, it's you know, it would be nice for the Heat. It would be nice for the Blazers. But as far as everybody else, I think Drew Smith and uh, Drew Peterson, the Drews, were the ones who kind of did their thing today. I just like the way that both of them play. Um, they're just pretty smart players. And, you know, I, I always make the joke on playback which we did for the Summer League, and we have been. So go check that out, playback.tv slash 5RSN. Um, I was making a joke that just kind of Drew Smith never makes mistakes, which isn't true, but it kind of feels like it. You know, he's not the most exciting player. And the same goes for Drew Peterson, but both of them make a lot of good decisions. Uh, Drew Smith feels like a guy who can do stuff with the ball, can do stuff off the ball, plays good defense. I think the jumper's gotten a little better since, you know, the first couple of times. He's been a part of this team's um, summer league or training camp roster, and he's 26 years old. So maybe that's why the Heat uh, maybe want to keep him. I don't know if they do, but you know, he seems like he might be closer to uh, giving you something in a win-now season than some of these other guys out here. But I, I like what he did. And Drew Peterson, like I said, the guy makes good decisions with the ball. He, he shot. He so he showed the shot today, and he's like six ten. So. That was kind of an interesting one to me. And those guys were just consistently consistent out there.
1: All right, let's get to the star of the game. Before we do, I do want to mention one other uh, sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. F-I-V-E. You can bet on Summer League or play. I shouldn't say bet. You can play Summer League on prize picks. That's right. You can play the stats. I hope you went under on Wendy Wemby yesterday. I told you to. Um, so go to prize picks. Use the code 5FIVE. F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Also, MLB is on there. MMA is on there. MLS is on there. I'm sure Messi's first match will be on there. So go to Prize Picks, Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. It is legal in the state of Florida as well as many, many other states. And, again, the $100 rollover, there is no rollover. Actually, you get the $100 if you put down $100, and you can play it immediately. It's easy to get your money out. That's the official Daily Fantasy partner of The five reasons sports network. All right, let's get to Orlando Robinson today. 36 points Uh, converted to a standard contract for this season. He said he was surprised that it happened this quickly. We saw actually that the, the heat's new front court addition, Thomas Bryant was actually out there with bam. Um, So this seems to be the center rotation actually at the moment. Um, I'll go to you first on this Brady again. What did you like?
0: Yeah. So I think first of all he was pretty efficient and that's always a good sign for one of those guys uh he was three or four from three and i think in terms of the jumper that's kind of the main thing we were talking on playback kind of comparing it to omair in the past but he seems ahead a schedule in terms of the jumper and i think the mechanics and the way he gets to it where uh the form is very clean and smooth i think the one part of it that's different i guess among big men shooters is like his lift like if you watch the way he gets the jumper up, he is getting off the floor and usually big guys are not doing that. So it's just a clean jumper overall. Uh, and he played stronger than I've seen him play. It seems like in, in recent games, like he was attacking strong. He was playing strong in the low posts. Uh, and then the one question mark, I feel like I've always had, and we were talking about this as well is, uh, is in between game. Like, yeah, he could play in the low posts. He could stretch the floor a little bit, but when he's in that in between range, it's always been really awkward for him. And I don't really know, uh, that's just kind of a development. When do you shoot a mid range? What can you do? He got really comfortable with just like shooting those little push shots and doing that type of thing in that little range. And I think that's probably actually where he got probably more than half of his points if we went back and looked at it. So uh, I think that's just an interesting part of it. And, you know, defensively, we're always going to hit back to that. We talked about that with Thomas Bryant. Uh, I mean, ideally, I think we know the the role that Orlando Robinson is going to be in defensively. I mean, they're not playing a lot of zone in summer league, he's going to see a lot of zone if he's playing behind Bam in a regular game. Uh, but he he was doing a lot of blitzing that we know we're going to see in that type of role in a regular season. He was doing a lot of that type of stuff. But aside from the defense, the offense was the the big showing. Uh, and if he continues to show some of that that kind of rolling juice that he was showing in this game, and I thought the other thing, his screening was really good, which is something I think that was an interesting development because he was really patient on those screens. He was available on the roll. Like He did a lot of the things that you'd want a young big man to do. And it's just cool to see that the stats were able to back that up.
1: Greg, what do, you, what do you see?
2: I mean, he had a great game. And it's funny because we talk about the Heat's lack of assets. Orlando Robinson is an asset, y'all. What? Look at that stat line. I just want to reiterate to everyone because he did sign that two-year, $3.9 million minimum deal. And so a lot of people are counting him on the roster. Uh, it's important to understand that he got 75 k guaranteed at signing, Nice little bonus. And then 425 k will be guaranteed on opening night. And then the rest of the contract is on 12-1 and then January 10th. All that to say that if they do get another center somehow, they can, uh, you know, let – orlando robinson go and it's not like a situation where they're eating a roster spot so i I think that that's an important thing as you watch orlando robinson play because here's the other thing they could fully guarantee his contract immediately and send him away in a trade if another team likes what they're seeing from him not that i don't think that that's gonna happen but i do think that it's worth monitoring in terms of just an option the last thing I'll say on summer league before we go to another topic is, is that consistently what you're seeing is that Drew Smith, Jovich for sure, Jamal Kane, Orlando Robinson, but really Drew Smith and um, our friend, Peter, uh, you know, Mr. Peterson, those, those guys are getting a lot of the minutes. So like, as you look at guys that they're, kind of wanting to funnel into the developmental program look at the guys getting the most minutes in these games and that that's a tell on who the heat are really trying to get a good look at as they head into the roster building phase and some of the guys we thought might have not right
1: so exactly howls one um you know we know that they like audige and you know look if if jovich doesn't play a lot coming up this next week, then there'll be other opportunities. There'll be opportunities for other guys. You're right. Uh, You know, and and, and look, it's a tough, it's a tough style of basketball to watch. Sometimes it really is. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's hard for guys to get kind of acclimated. They're playing with new players. They haven't really played. There's not a ton of practices. Um, You know, the coaching, the guys do their best, but it's, it's challenging. All right. Um, Orlando Robinson, I'll let you close the loop on this, Alex, and then we will get to Dame here after the break thoughts.
3: I mean, look, What a spectacular masterpiece of a summer league game for Orlando Robinson. Um, I think he's going to be around. That's kind of how I feel about him at this point, considering that they had him as their backup center for whatever it was, a month or two last year um, after the Deadman thing stopped happening and they just stopped playing him before they picked up Zeller. That was a nice little head start for him um, against NBA competition and like we talked about before the summer league started when, when I spoke about Orlando, I said, I want to see him do great and just kind of prove that he is too good for these guys. And that's exactly what he did tonight. I don't think he's been like bad or anything for for the other games. I think he's been decent, pretty good, but today he just put everything together. And I know that he's been talking about wanting to show off that shot. Um, You know, we've seen him nail that shot and shoot around, which is not saying much because a lot of NBA players will, will do that. But for him to show it off, in the games like this. It could just be one hot shooting game. Maybe we don't see him hit three threes for a long time. Um, but I do think the shot is there. I, I don't think it's bogus. I think he can shoot an open three. Like, it doesn't mean that his primary position is going to be a stretch big who plays next to Bam or anything like that. But it does add, the like, layers to his game because people always bring up the lack of athleticism on both ends. He's still got great size or and and great length, I think to play a big man at, at, like in the NBA and I think he moves well enough like he's not too much of a stiff out there defensively and like Brady spoke about they, they they're going to have him out there blitzing they're going to have him in a zone at times um I think he's good enough to do all of that and so with the added shot and also like what Brady mentioned the shots in the in between like he is adding stuff to his game it's it's not just him like playing great because of the stuff that he could already do and so he's showing the signs of somebody that you want to keep around. And, and I do understand, like, if they were to somehow acquire another big man, you know, maybe the chances of him not being on the roster are, you know, they, they go higher. And, and they've left themselves an option there if they just don't, if they're not impressed by it, with him, you know, through September, if he just kind of falls off a little bit, the option is still there to let him go. But as of right now, man, I love what he's doing. And I think he, he's going to be around.
1: Well, remember they they've chosen Orlando Robinson over Yurt, right? So I mean, Yurt had the huge summer league a couple of years ago, but they made a decision that, that Orlando like Cody Robinson Zeller would fit better. Yeah, they over Cody Zeller too. Although I really think that the Thomas Bryant was over Cody Zeller. I think they, they always like they like to have one developmental big, and then one veteran big, and uh, hopefully that veteran big will not be. Uh, Des, uh, you know, Dwayne Deadman again. Because uh, I, I think Brady will, will stop watching the team. All right. We're going to tell you about one more sponsor here. And then uh, after that, we will get to the dame stuff or the latest that we've heard or haven't heard. Um, so let's go from there. Want to mention oceansfinest.com. If you saw on Twitter what our guy Alfredo Artiaga did, I'm gonna claim that I did it, actually, the shrimp that he made there. Um, you can get those from oceansfinest.com. That's oceansfinest.com. This is premium seafood. This is the good stuff that's sent to the cruise lines, the top cruise lines. This is the good stuff that's sent to the five-star restaurants. And now it's a Miami-based business for 40 years. You get it delivered directly to your door, and it comes fast. I asked for it, and it was there in a day. Go to OceansFinest.com. It's also wrapped in packaging to keep it fresh. OceansFinest.com. Get get your mahi-mahi. Get your shrimp, your crab, your lobster. You can get it all at OceansFinest.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com, slash Miami Heat. All right, Dane. Uh, Greg, latest.
2: So there was talk of that, uh, and Chris Haynes was doing this during the Heat Summer League game, um, that they had not had formal negotiations, Miami and Portland, but they were expected to soon with everyone converging upon Las Vegas. I'm here to tell you that they've had a little bit more conversations than Chris alluded to in that interview, and that's perfectly fine. Chris is doing the right thing by reporting what he did, but come on now. Um, They have multiple teams on hold for multiple reasons um, to try to – figure out how that they they can get involved and get things done um so i i think ultimately we're gonna hear more as the day comes out but today it was a slow news day as it related to dame uh i would not look too much into instagram videos and what he's doing and where he's partying and things like that uh it was more about that there was kind of no news but in my opinion no news is good news because that means probably they're going to start working on a transaction and um, I think that it'll be, you know, we'll start to get more of an idea of how quickly this could come together in the next day or so, uh, whether it's going to draw out or we're going to get a conclusion quickly. Um, and I also did want to mention for our non off the floor subscribers, I did tweet this, but I do just want to mention these names because they got floated to Ethan and I. And I think it's important that we just put them into the atmosphere, not because we think Miami's going to acquire any of them, but because if they do, uh, we uh, we just basically want you to know that they're names that we heard about. So I don't know how they they could get here, but things to think about: Robert Covington in the in uh, Los Angeles, Jonas Valanciunas, Sadiq Bey, and uh, Danilo Gallinari. So who knows how any of that could happen? That could be pre-game pursuit. Um, but just names that we've heard that I thought uh, the listeners may want to know.
1: All right, and I this text summarizes the, uh, the, the Dame thing perfectly, a text I got today from a friend who is in the media who, who deals with a lot of national folks um, and, and is just around and has been to Vegas many times before, uh, who texted me <laughs> at noon today. Depending on who you talk to out here in Vegas, this is either never happening or it's happening this week, LOL. Uh, that's where we're at. I still lean towards this week. I agree with Greg that no news is good news. I, I feel like um, there is – we're coming to the point of, I think, acceptance that that he's going to end up in Miami. And when you don't hear other teams being floated, it feels like even sort of Woj has given up the ghost on that. Like he's done the bidding of the Blazers front office enough and now he'll be able to put out that tweet about what a great job they did, so that he can keep his source in the Portland front office. Uh, and I, I just think that that's kind of where we're headed at this stage. Um, I, you know, I, I'm going out there on Tuesday, uh, but I don't come back till Saturday. I'm expecting a Dame trade to happen while I'm out there. I, I just, I, I think this is, this is the time. Um, you know, again, you, you, you survey the landscape, and I thought the big thing was the report about specifically what Portland was looking for. It gives not only does it give the heat a target because i'm sure they were aware of it behind the scenes but it also allows portland to have a win because if they say this is what we're looking for and, <laughs> and they that's end up, what they get yeah right and that's what they get then it's like oh look again look at the great job so this thing they get
2: fine. more than that correct
1: correct and uh, again the heat's assets have played well like jovich is that's an asset he's played well so nobody's hurt themselves um, I just, before we close here, any of the names, and again, I, I want to make it clear and Brady and Alex, you can jump in on this Alex first. Um, I want to make it clear again. We're not saying any of those guys are going to be traded to my, we're just, these are names we've heard that these are players that he'd have checked in on. Okay. Basically. Uh, so who, let's go again. We've talked about Josh Christopher, but that's, that's more of a smaller deal. So it's it, it, with Gallinari, right? That's the one I, we've heard that over and over and over. Um, not, not a fan Brady. I mean, if there
0: was one guy on that list that I think I'm probably out on, it's probably the Gallinari one, because because <laughs> I think we're past that point. Yeah. Uh, I don't really see that uh, coming into fruition and making an impact. I'll say, uh, but I mean, look, like the Sadiq Bay name is obviously the one that's going to jump off of <laughs> off of yep. your list, Greg. Like, I don't know how you can get that done just because if you're giving all of your assets in a Dame trade. Agree. I don't really see how that can be funneled into something, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they can they can do something there. Uh so yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand on that. And then I know the Valentinus one is probably the one that's gonna catch a lot of people's attention just because it's the different one. It's a guy that could stretch the floor, could play next to Band potentially, uh, can do some of that type of stuff. But that also feels like another one that you're probably gonna to have to give up at least some type of asset. Maybe I'm wrong. It's probably not to the same degree as Sadiq Bay, but something but salary. Is, right. So it's it's kind of difficult. Whereas, look, it, it, it with the guys that we're talking about, we were talking about this on playback as well. Like in my opinion, trying to see if you can funnel something and keeping a guy like Duncan is probably more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It's, even if that sounds wild, I know everybody wants the new guy, but hey, your new guy is going to potentially be Dame. Now you're going to try to build around this core. I think a guy like Duncan makes a lot of sense for that type of core. I just think I know defense is talked about in that backcourt as a problem, but they've made it work before, and just the type of gravity that you can build. You need a shooter. We're looking at these summer league guys, and we could say, yeah, Drew Peterson's fun. Funk is fun. Uh, But look, it's, it's it's not the same as a guy that's been in your system for this long and has been as a that, set shooter, the, movement
1: shooter. Well, the number one three-point shooter in my history. Could do, a, so. could do a lot
0: worse than Duncan Robinson. I just think it makes a lot of sense next to Dame. The gravity that you could put, you need to put a body on Dame right when he passes half-court. If Duncan's flying off the screen, Three guys are usually flying toward him. I just think if there's if there's somebody, I know I just swayed away from your list, and I apologize. But I think it just it is makes better more
1: anyway. Sense.
0: I think it makes more sense to do something like that.
1: Uh, Alex, any of the names on the list interesting, or you just keep Duncan? Mute. Hold on. Hold on. Are you hearing me? I don't know. I mean, you ju- your audio is just not at the level of mine
2: these days. Oh no. yeah, my fault. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, my we fault. can
3: hear oh. you, Alex. <laughs> rebuttal. Um. Look, my rebuttal is. Catch me in the next two years for my new mic. Anyways, uh, Sadiq Bey, the, I don't think it's going to happen either. I think that's something that I, I, I would assume the Hawks want to keep. A lot of the reporting when it came out as far as like them wanting to move contracts. Obviously, John Collins ha- has been moved since. I think one of the reasons they wanted to move stuff was because they wanted to re-up on Sadiq Bay. So that part was interesting to me um, just because I wouldn't have expected him his name to be thrown out there. Um, don't they all feel like like
2: deals that maybe Miami could have monitored before this Dame thing became a yeah. thing? Either Covington or- maybe's the one guy and Gallinari, I guess. But the other two, Bay and Valanchunas, that feels like, oh, let's go explore the market for a marginal upgrade or a better upgrade because we're not getting Dame. They don't feel or- like
3: post-Dame trades. Or, Alex? It could be, as you said in the chat, part of a bigger trade for all we know. Not that – you guys are saying this by any means. I'm not trying to say it like that, but just like I was thinking about it as you were talking there, just is there a possibility that the that the Pelicans give you an asset and Jonas to match contracts to take on a Tyler Hero? You know what I mean? Like it's just something like that where a, oh, yeah. a younger team like the Pelicans like, okay, we'll take Tyler. Here's this salary, even though I, I, I think they like Jonas. Um, that, you know, something to think about there. Uh, maybe some of these guys could be a part of a bigger trade just because they're all – somebody you would trade for. None of them are free agents or anything like that. So that's where it's interesting to me. It sounds like it would either have been something, you know, like a pivot move, like you said, or part of a bigger trade. Perhaps these teams are teams who could be looped in for all we know, like Washington, um, Mm -hmm. like New Orleans, and maybe Atlanta. You know, these are kind of teams who've, who've been out there in the trade market. So maybe that's just kind of another angle to look at it from.
1: Yeah, I think that's a definite possibility. And I'm out on Gallo. And I think we're mostly, I think all of us around on Gallo and you know, the time to get Gallo was the time they tried, which was the trade deadline in, in 20. And since then, uh, it just feels kind of, we say they always circle back to guys, but this one's become ridiculous. Uh, thanks to Greg. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to our sponsors, prize picks, oceansfinest.com, mosaics.com new episodes as necessary as we go forward here, um, obviously, be monitoring Dame. We'll probably do another episode on Sunday. Recorded this one Saturday afternoon at five. What is it? Five thirty-ish Eastern time. Trying to put the marker on those because anything could change at any time. Five forty-eight
2: we'll PM.
1: We'll get these up. Yes, exactly. Five forty-eight PM. So Dame will be traded at five forty-nine. Aggregate that. Have a good night.
2: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.